edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, we will be previewing week five of the fantasy season for 2020. So we're a quarter of the way through the NFL and the uh, fantasy season. And there have been a lot of storylines so far. And we'll talk about a lot of them in our usual segments today. We've got all the usual segments, news, big questions, waiver wire, starter sit, booms and busts on the show today. And, I mean, yeah, since it's a quarter of the way through the season, we'll be talking about a lot of guys who, I guess, guys who have boomed and guys who have busted so far throughout the show. Like, I mean, we're going to be talking about a guy like Kenyon Drake later, who through the uh, first quarter of the season hasn't really – he definitely has not lived up to fantasy expectations. Uh And now it's time to start making judgments on these players now that we've gone through the first four games of the season. Yeah, I feel like at the beginning of the season, you're more kind of like, let's let it play out a little bit. But once we start to hit this quarter mark, I mean, now you got to start thinking. You got to start positioning yourself. I mean, it's really early, so you don't really need to be worrying too much about this. But you have to start positioning yourself in a place where your team is capable of making it to the playoffs. That's sort of a thing that should be in the back of your mind. I mean, and you've got to trust that, like, if some player is doing really bad and for the first quarter of the season. I mean, it's not like they're all of a sudden going to pick their their skills back up to how good they were last year or how good people were thinking they were going to be, you know? So it's all kind of determining what their outlook is going to look like for the rest of the season, just based on how their first quarter went. But uh, yeah. it could go either way. I think that there's some players that we think could maybe come back, but others I think are going to maybe fall off, continue to fall off that cliff, so. Yeah, it's fun because we can finally start taking victory laps on some players like mm, Tyler Boyd. He's been fantastic this year. Allen Robinson, also been fantastic the last couple of weeks. They're looking really good. I'm glad I predicted those. Meanwhile, really hope Kenyon Drake steps up because I've told, um, I'm sure, a lot of people to get Kenyon Drake, and uh, mm-hmm. it hasn't really worked out so far. Yeah, but... I think I could start to take a victory lap on Kenyon Drake. Oh, and... you know who needs to take a victory lap this week? Me, because I beat you in fantasy by 40. Okay, I was also missing a lot of pieces. Like you were missing team... Christian McCaffrey, who you traded for purposely when he was hurt. Well, Calvin, I traded for Christian McCaffrey. So I was I missing Chris Godwin, too. I was missing Chris Godwin. I was missing Youngway Koo. And I was missing Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, you you had a really good week. I'll give you that. Joe Mixon had a crazy week. I mean, that's... See, I mean, this is the reason I think I'm not giving up on Kenyon Drake yet. I'm giving him this one more week against the Jets. We'll talk about that more later, but... Joe Mixon. For everyone, I was genuinely seeing people who were genuinely dropping Joe Mixon after three weeks. And oh boy, he finally he proved them wrong. He's now, I think, RB8 just because of that one game. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. And I have Mixon on my fantasy team. He carried me to the win. But even if I hadn't had Mixon, I still would have won by a point. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I, if I, maybe if I had Christian McCann. Calvin, this is instead of so if Mixon right hadn't now, scored which, which any is, points, this and you team would have is like, we can we can both agree that this team is really bad, right? Drew Brees, Aaron Jones, Jeff Wilson, <laughs> Tyree Kill, Jarvis Landry, Greg Olson, Russell Gage, the Bucks defense, and Justin Tucker. Not much depth. All three, that's bad, right? Sure. But then listen to what my team will look like in literally like two weeks. If Calvin, if you could have just played me in two weeks, it'll be Drew Brees, Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey, Tyree Kill, AJ Brown. Jared Cook, and then someone at Flex, I have options. I have Russell Gage, Joshua Kelly, Zach Moss. Jarvis I have Landry. Jarvis Landry. All those guys, the Bucks defense, and then Justin Tucker. Like, okay, but is, let's, let's talk about that my is gonna team be- here. The, through, if anyone is doubting, like, 
that we are actually like certifiable fantasy experts, not verified on Twitter, not certified by fantasy pros. But if anyone is doubting it, listen to this team. I made some nice trades. So it's, this wasn't my drafted team. Don't worry, guys. 12-team league, legitimate 12-team league. Just made some nice trades. Ready? Cam- quarterbacks, Cam Newton and Joe Burrow. Running backs, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake. Wide receivers, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay. Tight end, Darren Waller. Colts defense, best in the league. And, of course, Young Hui Koo. Yeah, Joey Sly, honestly. I think Joey Sly is really good. He missed, he's been missing some field goals. I'm dropping him. Yeah, but he scores a lot of points. I mean, other than this week, he's been really good. Yeah, so. that's true. But there are other guys who have scored a lot of points who are just better kickers, I feel like. I mean, mm-hmm. starter sit Joey Sly this week. <laughs> we'll yeah. include that as our sixth starter sit. All right, well, let's get started with some news. News. All right, news. It's time. Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler, two-star running backs, are both out several weeks with injuries. I think Chubb is out six. Eckler's out uh-huh. maybe like also six or something, I think. Yeah. I know Chubb is out six. But what are the fantasy implications, Chris? I mean, you have Joshua Kelly, so you're, um, I mean, pretty happy for his fantasy out- prospects. I'm not happy that Eckler got hurt, obviously, but since Kelly's fantasy prospects are good, you're happy. you'd be happy about that. And then – yeah. With Chubb, I mean, Kareem Hunt is expected to take the majority of the workload, but we saw a lot of Dearness Johnson last game. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, interesting a bit of a surprise. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for Eckler, I'm really excited to have Joshua Kelly. I was a little bit concerned to see Justin Jackson chipping in, but I think once we get a full game sort of reset, it's not all crazy. I think that we're going to see Joshua Kelly get the, the majority of the work. He was still getting the majority of the carries. He had two more receptions than Justin Jackson had. I think that people went a little bit bananas once they saw Justin Jackson getting carries, but I'm not too worried about it. I think that I'm not 100% sure right now, but there's a a good chance that uh, I'll probably be starting Joshua Kelly. I'm in a bit of a pinch right now. Like I said, I have Christian McCaffrey out, so I'm a bit uh, low on RBs, but that should change once he comes back. But I think that this this injury kind of came at a perfect time for Kelly to flourish. I think that I'll have time to use him while McCaffrey's out, and then maybe – if he starts doing well, uh, once once McCaffrey comes back, I can maybe shop Kelly and get some teams that are struggling a little bit, see if they need him so that they can hopefully get give themselves a chance at the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think – I agree with you that Kelly's going to get the majority of the carries. But I think with Chubb also, I, I feel like the philosophy of Kevin Stefanski – well, I don't feel like this, I know – is to run and run and run. He just runs so much. But when a, you run why, the ball – I mean, I mean when, Calvin, when you – yeah, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. So, uh, anyways, Jarvis, yeah, Jarvis Landry, I predicted he would be really good. I predicted he had a I, touchdown pass, Chris. You predicted I know, that? I know, I, no, 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 no. I, no, I didn't predict this week. I predicted in general that he would be really good. And people were saying that Odell Beckham was going to be really good. I was really on he the was. Jarvis he Landry train. He did very train. well this week. Guys, Jarvis Landry, he's been getting more targets and more receptions than Odell Beckham has. Just like I predicted. But the problem it's is only Odell Beckham's only getting – George Jarvis Landry and Rex Burkhead. And Rex okay. Burkhead is now no, being taken all, over by Damian I have Damian a lot Harris. of good predictions, uh, predictions. We will go ahead and we'll have to have a victory lap uh, episode sometime. Yeah, after Anyways, Jarvis Landry, I predicted that he was going to do better than Odell Beckham. And honestly, if I have a team, I think I'd only rather have – or no, I didn't – I think I had Beckham like one spot higher, and I think I'd stick to that just because – Jarvis Landry is getting the same amount of work, if not more. The problem is 
neither of them are getting much work because it's literally a run, run, run off. So after I mean, Beckham's great week, you would you're telling me that you would rather you would like they would be very close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, Beckham did, Beckham himself said that he's not going to put up very big numbers this year. I mainly think it's because uh, who did the Browns play again? Uh, the uh, they, oh my goodness, who did the Browns play, Calvin? The Browns. Dallas. Played. They played Dallas. Which yeah, yeah. Is literally the worst secondary that the NFL has seen in a while, and that's the only reason that Odell Beckham was able to have a big game. I think that Jarvis Landry is going to be way more of a consistent fantasy scorer. So. Okay. I mean, maybe, maybe consistency-wise, but I, we got a little bit off topic. But I, I was saying that with Kevin Stefanski running the ball as much as he does, he kind of needs two guys. And mm-hmm. Hunt yeah. is going to be very good. We'll talk about why he won't live up to expectations this week, but he will still be very, very good. Um, but Dearness Johnson's going to be there, and you saw 13 attempts for 95 yards. That's partly because the Cowboys' defensive line couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't mm-hmm. stop – They yeah. if they – they were facing again. If they were facing like Adam Gase and Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell would still run all over them. But I mean, Dearness Johnson, thirteen attempts for ninety-five yards. There's something to be said for that. So mm-hmm. I think he's still going to be involved. We'll actually talk about him in waiver wire um, in a moment because he's a top pick in this thin waiver wire this week. But um, let's move on to some coaching and GM news. Bill O'Brien has been fired as the Texans coach and GM after their four and zero start. I mean, it's kind of funny because, like, I have two thoughts. First, I feel like it's too early, but I also feel like it's about time because Bill O'Brien is – I mean, he's a good coach, not a good GM. I, I just – I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to think. Yeah, I, this is a great move by the Texans. They really needed to do this. Bill O'Brien was one of the worst that we've, that we've seen in a little bit. That trade for Hopkins, I mean, I cannot get over how bad that deal was. He literally traded Hopkins, then paid like seven million a year for Randall Cobb, and traded for Brandon Cooks, and took on David Johnson's uh, hefty contract. Yeah, it was a just a terrible it, the, move. The whole, the whole reason for the Hopkins trade was to free up cap space. If he could for the Watson extension, I think it was terrible. But uh, anyways, applause for the Texans, as you guys heard the entire time that Calvin was talking. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy for them and for. Basically, all the players on the on the Texans, their fantasy values are trending upwards for me, <laughs> in my mind right now. Okay, and then our last piece of news is OJ Howard is out for the year with a ruptured Achilles. Uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more. Some of the fantasy impl or not. Well, well, we can talk about the fantasy impacts right here, but uh, we'll talk about more about one guy, Rob Gronkowski, and big questions. Yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah, I mean, I thought I was thinking we would just – okay, we, yeah, we can talk about it here as well. But we were going to talk about it in big questions as yeah, well. Yeah, what, like what do you think – I mean, this is a big – I'm kind of wondering, what is Tom Brady? Does this affect him at all? I mean, is this – I mean, it's kind of funny that he worked with Gronkowski for so long and then now he's favoring O.J. Howard. But O.J. Howard's I know. gone. I, I literally – I'm telling you guys, I never predicted that Robert Gronkowski was going to be good at all. I can take Neither did I. Victory. I wrote a whole yeah, article we can, we can about why he was overrated. Yeah, we can both take a victory lap on that one. I mean, we yes. both predicted that he would be good. Let's go, Calvin. Well, I also that predicted that O.J. Howard would get hurt. You did? <laughs> that was just absolute silence. Oh. Chris, I hope that wasn't serious, the you did. Oh, gosh. I really oh, no. You that. actually thought I meant that? Yeah, wait. Uh, another victory lap. Chris Carson. 
Let's go, Chris Carson. I was even higher on him than you. Yes, I was even higher on him than you for Calvin. I was so what? Wow, whoa! Let's look at the right way as an RB one, I think. Okay, hey, let's let's have you relax for a little bit and let's see where the rankings of Chris Carson were preseason. I had Chris Carson as RB fifteen. Chris had Chris Carson, his namesake, as RB fifteen. Oh. Mr. Higher on him than me? What I, is no, this? I, I dropped him right before the rankings, and who did I put ahead of him? I think okay, I well, those, actually, the, you I said yourself enough. the final rankings are the ones that matter. I was like, these yeah, are the I ones know, that I matter, know, right? I know. And you said yes. I put, I put Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs ahead of him. Okay, that well, was smart, my smart. But I also had both of them ahead of him already. I was the same on Chris Carson. Carson. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm looking at my rankings. I had Le'Veon at number 17. Wait, Jonathan Taylor? Can I take a victory lap on him? I had him as number 18. I had... Le'Veon too high. I had Le'Veon above somebody. Let, let's see why I had Le'Veon Bell ahead of. After all my talk down about I had Le'Veon Bell ahead of. I had Le'Veon Bell ahead of. I put Raheem Moster as RB18, by the way, victory lap. Yeah, I have him on S20. I liked him too. I, I put him ahead of Raheem Mostert. Put him ahead of David Johnson. I put him ahead of Melvin Gordon, James Connor, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I also put ahead, him ahead of. Well, okay, the rest of them made a little bit more sense. But, like, that, that's kind of bad. Anyway, ready to move on to big questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Big questions. All right, big questions. Chris, are you sure for an episode you don't just want to try, like, the super deep voice for the drops? Like, just for no, please, episode, no. like, 101. Never. Like, some Never. weird number. No, 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 no. By the no. way, yeah, on episode 100, we should have. Wait, like a by the way, victory moments. lap, victory lap on Latavius Murray, number 30, <laughs> number 33 RB right now. I have, I had him as number 35. Oh, so you were wrong. You were too low on Latavius Murray. Nice one. Yeah, but I'm way higher than anyone else. That's that's pretty good. I'm I'm happy with that right now. Oh. All right. Well, I mean, sounds good. <laughs> oh wait, a biggest victory lap though. Before, okay, I okay, no, 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 no. But wait, wait, wait. After, best... after this, I won't do any more. Calvin. Uh, Aaron Jones. I had him as number six. People did not like that pick. I dropped I was Jones criticized the last for taking him. I was criticized for taking him with the, I think it was, the, it was the ninth pick in our draft. I was criticized for taking him there. People said that he was second rounder. Look at him now. I, I dropped him at the last second to RB11 and it's kind of sad. Oh my. Okay, Calvin. well, wait. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see. Uh, more. Okay, stop, stop. Uh, Jordan Howard, RB30. How did that work out? Antonio Gibson, RB32. <laughs> I had uh, Miles Gaskin. Oh, yeah. Gaskin I, I, for, I, I bumped him. Why bumped him up to 38? I, I was still too low on him, though. I'll take that one. All right. Well, um, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Wait, we're actually getting Okay, really no, but I was actually saying, I was actually, we should have a best moments episode for episode 100. Mm-hmm. I yeah, say definitely. seeing it, I ranked Adam Thielen as wide receiver 20. <laughs> Yeah, Calvin, I told you. I told you off on that pick. I was, I hated that, and now you see why. Okay, but Calvin. no, there are some good picks in here. John Brown, wide receiver 35. That's a good pick. Um, oh, yeah, Tyler we were, Boyd, we wide receiver 19. We both did well with Parker, Calvin. We both did well with Parker. Yeah, Parker, wide receiver 15. Tyler Boyd, wide receiver 19. Allen Robinson, wide receiver 9. Keenan Allen, wide receiver 13. That was yeah, pretty okay, good Okay, okay, okay. No, no, we actually got to get All right, yeah, now, now let's First move on. First big question. Uh, we just played the drop like five minutes ago, but that's okay. Is it time to give up on Kenyon Drake? I am going to say that it actually is. I mean, not give up, but Whoa. I'm dropping him to okay, wait, no, RB, no, so wait, RB2 so wait, status. Wait, 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 right wait, 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 wait. See, you're saying it's time to give up on him, and yet, wait, no, it's not time to give up. I'm tra- it's time to give up on him as an RB1. 
No. That's my opinion. I No, I don't think that he's an RB1. I had him as a borderline. I refuse to believe it. I have him as RB6. I had him ahead of Alvin Kamara in my ranking for a reason. Oh, my Calvin. Okay, stop. Hindsight is twenty twenty, Chris. Relax. Okay, okay. I had Joe Mixon. Yeah, as, we I had both... Joe Mixon as RB eight. Guess where he is now? RB eight. Yeah, I, I had him <laughs> at RB eight too, Calvin. Yeah, we were both way too low on Alvin Kamara. We can say that. Yeah, that's true. RB. Yeah, but uh, anyways. Yeah, I mean, I just I think he's an RB two. I genuinely do. I think he's a back end RB two in my opinion right now. I just don't trust him. That Cardinals offense is just throwing way too much. I feel like Cliff Kingsbury's offense really didn't work as people had thought it might have in his first season, but I think still like he's worked out uh, some of the kinks that kind of stopped it from being that good. And now, Oh geez, sorry. I don't know if you guys could hear that, but something just fell and I don't know where that. I heard it, but it was pretty faint. It's all right. Yeah. But uh, it kind of scared me. It was pretty loud through my ears, but uh, (laughs) anyways, uh, I lost my, I lost my train of thought. Now we can't edit that out, Chris. Nice one. Um, what Kenyon was I Drake, saying? Back-end RB2. Oh, yeah. He's a, a back-end RB2 because Cliff Kingsbury's offense, I really feel like that air raid is finally starting to work in the NFL. He's made it into an NFL offense, and I feel like that's going to continue. I don't see why Kenyon Drake is going to continue to get – is going to start all of a sudden putting up touchdowns. That's why I have him as a back-end RB2 because he's going to get a touchdown here and there. I mean, it's it's inevitable. He's a he's the number one running back for a yeah, he's high only scoring. Had one touchdown this year. Yeah, exactly. So I think he's gonna get a little bit better, but I am definitely I can't see anyone that has him honestly even as a borderline RB one. I think he's definitely a back end RB two for me at this point. Okay, but I mean, his touches have been there. The one thing that had the things that haven't been there are his pass catches and his touch and his uh mm-hmm. and she said has been digging his pa- his cat pass catches haven't been there and his touchdowns haven't been there the touchdowns should come but i mean he isn't he scored a touchdown he got 60 yards and a touchdown rushing against the 49ers in week 1 that's not bad 86 yard rushing against washington 73 against the lions that's not even that bad it's just he hasn't been ca- catching passes he's his yards per carry average used to be around 5 and it's been around like uh, it's been 3.8 this season. I th- I think that's going to go up because I don't think his talent has just gone away. I think that um, – I mean, the only reason he ever performed badly was because he's in Adam Gase's offense, and he still had a great yards per carry. While that doesn't show everything, yards per carry it doesn't show everything, still is a factor in determining a person's fantasy output. And, I mean, his has been pretty low. It's not been horrible. I guess it was – or, yes, it has. It's been David Montgomery last year. Never mind. But, I mean, I think the touchdowns will come. The pass catches will come at least some. And, I, I don't mean, know, though. Chase Edmonds has really – Eventually, he's got to get more efficient. I feel like he can't really get much worse than this, so he's a nice buy-low option. Probably a mid-tier to solid RB2 for me right now. Okay. Fair enough. Actually, I think he's – I think I feel like he's a little bit lower, honestly. Okay. Maybe, like, 15 for me. Or 16. Or 17. I, I don't know. Somewhere in that range. Anyway, mm-hmm. can Gronk be a serviceable tight end with O.J. Howard out? No, I'm going to say that Gronk is still not a serviceable tight end. I think that he does get a uh, a bump in impact, or not in, in impact, in, in relevance in fantasy, but I feel like he's still not a startable tight end at the moment. Put him on your roster. I'm definitely saying to pick him up this week. I mean, he's one of the waiver wire guys. We actually didn't include – I probably would have included him on my waiver wire if I – if we did, weren't talking about him in big questions, but I'm definitely trying to pick up Rob Gronkowski just because I think there's a lot of potential there. But well, he's owned in for, 60% of leagues, so 
Oh yeah, well, still, but uh, anyways, Cameron Bray, I still think he's going to have an impact that a lot of people aren't expecting. He's always been a really solid tight end. I mean, I just don't see the production all of a sudden jumping for Rob Gronkowski. No, definitely don't start him. Uh, if he's unavailable like he is in 40, 40% of leagues, go ahead and pick him up, though. Other than yeah. that, uh, I'm staying away from him pretty much. Yeah, I think I am too, just because, I mean, Scotty Miller, Justin Watson, Chris Godwin. Well, Godwin was hurt during that game. I think Miller may have entered the game hurt, or I don't think Miller played in that game, and then Watson may have gotten hurt during the game. Not exactly sure. But, I mean, I know those guys are now officially hurt. And so, like, just because O.J. Howard's gone, when Chris Godwin comes back, that is – Gronk's target share isn't going to increase. He's just been very inconsistent. He's had one decent game this season. I, I don't think he can be a serviceable tight end. You can't like start him with any kind of confidence at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm not really willing to start him. Yeah, I'm, I mean Moore, I'm not really willing to do anything with him. Will DJ Moore reba- rebound from his mediocre production? I'm actually going to say no, just because I mean I'm going to take a wait 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 wait. Yeah, wait, I'm going to take an L on this. I didn't expect I. Both of us did not expect Robbie Anderson to have the impact. He says that, I didn't expect he just wants to lump me into. Well, no, I, I mean, I, <laughs> no one, no one in the fantasy industry expected Robbie Anderson to just burst onto the scene, and I we feel like have. right. No, we should not. Have. No, no, people I, or, did. Well, actually, I was. I, I, okay, apology time. Robbie Anderson. Oh wait, no, I did this last week, didn't I? I, I should have yeah, known that Anderson coming out of Adam Gase's offense that he'd be so I know, good. We should have. Oh, we should man. have known, but uh, anyways, I just feel like Robbie Anderson is the number one there, and that's it's as simple as that. That mediocre production, I still think he's a. You can consider him a wide receiver too, maybe. I mean, if you're on a <laughs> team so that's funny. not super wide receiver like strong, I think he's a. Or, well, so I guess in general, he's maybe a back end wide receiver too, but he's not the number one. That Panthers offense, I think, is going to continue to improve. So I still, I still like DJ more for what some people might be valuing him at right now. But Robert Anderson's the guy, so it's as simple as that. I think that you can kind of expect the same from DJ Moore. I meant to move DJ Moore ahead of Allen Robinson in my preseason rankings, and then didn't. But you had DJ Moore ahead of Kenny Galladay. Yeah, you had him ahead Kenny of Galladay is Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen, Devontae Parker. You had him ahead of Calvin Ridley. You had him ahead of uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, him, Stephon okay, yeah. Diggs, Terry McLaurin, really Tyler Boyd. By a oh, lot. Tyler Boyd, you had his wide receiver 29. <laughs> yeah, I still think that Tyler Boyd is going to okay, no, but, I'm, but they, I'm not giving up on DJ Moore. Wait, what are you saying? I mean, I'm not giving up on him, I, but I don't game, think he's going to rebound. 12 targets in his second game. He had, I think, two catches in uh, two, four targets in his third game and six targets in his fourth game he's getting the targets it's just yeah I just don't the touchdowns haven't been there. that's why I have him as a wide receiver too right now he's the best wide receiver in that offense and that offense I feel like I mean early in the season in the first game it's he got nine targets when McCaffrey was there so it's not like McCaffrey impacts his workload too much but I think since McCaffrey's out it's just all those guys are getting involved because of McCaffrey's out when McCaffrey's back in DJ Moore is going to be the main guy Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel will get some touches I like Robbie Anderson way better than Curtis Samuel but DJ Moore is probably a solid wide receiver too for me at this point like 14 yeah, or something I, I and I ranked him I, as I'd 10 have him around that, I'd have him around that solid wide receiver you two, called him a wide receiver too maybe 
no, I set up back end wide receiver too. So I, I'll keep him around that kind of range. I actually didn't oh, know did you about my those. text thing. Going I didn't. Oh uh, no, I didn't. But uh, I know, I know about the. I turned it off. The uh, I I didn't realize that he had a lot of targets in the first two games, so that helped him a little bit. I'll I'll put him as a solid. I'll have him as a solid wide receiver. All right, waiver wire. Waiver wire. All right, waiver wire. Um, so Chris, why don't you? That was the most abrupt transition we've ever had. So Chris, your first guy is Robert Tanyan. Yeah, Robert Tanyan. He's been sneakily really good at the tight end <laughs> position. Definitely pick him up, especially if you were starting OJ Howard or if Jared Cook remains out this week. I might be starting him because. Why would you be starting OJ Howard? I mean, some people some people don't really like some to people tight ends. Some people consider them sort of similar to. Well, no, I, I don't but, like tight ends either, but, like, some people know what Yeah, but anyway, so I, I think he's a startable tight end. I wouldn't argue with you if, if you decided to start him. He had a huge week, and he and it's not like he was a he's a one-and-done guy. I mean, he's not going to have to He scored 30.8 fantasy points. Yeah, but but he was solid before that. He had a game, I think, Calvin, you said, like, over 12 points, I think, about somewhere Five in that Five receptions, range. 50 yards of score. I mean, it's going to be yeah, – so, with Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard out, mm-hmm. his stats get inflated. But he's, you're right that he's not going to completely go Yeah, away. so definitely pick him up, especially for uh, if you need a one-week uh, pick up and then play, and then you can drop him right back on the waiver wire if he does bad. You know, so – don't feel afraid to pick him up, even if it kind of seems weird to pick up a boom candidate at the tight end position. Sometimes that feels like it feels like, especially because tight ends are so touchdown dependent. It, sometimes I, or at least I tend to shy away from getting guys like him that just had a ton of touchdowns, but he's had some receptions too, and he's gotten some yards. So that makes me uh, a little bit more excited about possibly picking him up. And then my second, I'll, I guess since they're on the same team, I'll talk about this, but Jamal Williams, who's also getting a lot of catches from Aaron Rodgers, and he's sneakily climbing the ranks. I mean, Aaron Jones is still a huge factor in this offense, but he we also loves saw Aaron Jamal Jones Williams. And uh, Jamal Williams at the same time. I don't love Jamal Williams. I'm just telling you to pick him up on waiver wire because he had some uh, he had some production that made me think that he's worthy of a, a flyer. I don't think that he's going to be startable. I don't think that he will ever be startable this season, but you never know, especially when he starts getting production, especially when you he's one of the best handcuffs in the league because Aaron Jones has a huge role in that offense. And even why, why Aaron Jones is still playing, he still gets some pass catches. Definitely go ahead and pick up Jamal Williams. All right. I mean, I think we, we should do – I mean, I, it's fair, I guess. I don't love him as a pickup, but I guess he deserves to be rostered barely. I mean, wait, we should do a thing. I don't know why we haven't done this earlier. Let's compare our waiver wire pickups. Would you rather have my three or your three? Well, that's a stupid way to compare. <laughs> that um, means that you'd rather have my three. I knew it. Well, no, because you you did the ones that are more that are picked up by more people throughout the league. What? What? Or you you did the ones you you got are, to write your waiver wire guys first. You could have gotten the best ones, and yeah, I did. Well, no, because I tried to go for a little bit deeper people that ones that people aren't going obvious. I mean, like Damian Harris. Okay. Well, my I, I, wait. I, segue. I, perfect segue into Damian Harris. Go ahead, Calvin. Okay, well, yeah, he was my number three on this list. Yeah, I guess I should have done three obvious ones. I usually try to do one, one maybe two Actually, obvious I like, ones. I like, uh, there's like, one is kind of obvious, and I like your quarterback. I think that's a pretty good one. Yeah, actually, no, I mean, yeah, they're not to- all totally obvious. You get info from here. By the way, uh, Urgent Ads was, oh, yeah, if you want to check out Urgent Ads, go to sites.google.com slash view slash second goal fantasy. You can find the guys who, are, need to be added quickly in the waiver wire and some 
explanations. And if I don't write that article every single week, but if I don't write it, I'll alert you on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF. And I'll also tweet about some guys that I think you should that belong in the urgent ads category guys who aren't going to make it off waivers off the original waiver period. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Chris is Chris used the opportunity of me talking a lot to text me an image. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Anyway, Damian Harris, he had 17 carries this game and he did outpace Rex Burkhead. He's worth an ad, but the Patriots backfield is so unpredictable. I wouldn't start him yet. He's got, he got a hundred yards on that game though. He looked very good. Yeah. And yeah, I he think did look really good. he's the lead guy for me over there for now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, definitely. No, I think for sure he's the lead guy. 17 carries. So that's, yeah, off the Rex Burkhead train. Let's hop back off after one week. Bye. No, no, no more Talent. Rex Burkhead. That's what I love about Rex Burkhead, though. I never said he okay, was no, going to be consistent, but I just said that he's going to have huge games and he's going to score he touchdowns. And look at what he's done. He's look at what he's done. He's scored touchdowns. Rex we knew Burkhead Harris was- has done his job in my book. <laughs> he is on pace to do really well. Wait, 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 let me look at what his record is. No, he's already is. scored enough points to do really well in this season just from that I know. He's game. already scored enough points to be, like, top 60, which is exactly where I had him. That's the funny well, part. I don't know if he scored enough points. Uh, or maybe, yeah, maybe not for yeah. top 60, but, but close, okay. very close. Ernest Johnson, who we talked about earlier, he's the new Kareem Hunt. Did Kareem Hunt <laughs> Rex Burkett is the number 21 RV. <laughs> In half PPR? Yeah. Half. Oh, okay, well, yeah. Robert Tanyan is the number one tight end. Oh, my. Okay, yeah, definitely pick up Robert Tanyan. Oh, I don't know what I'm saying. Pick him up, guys. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, we, we need to look at all of these rankings, but this, there are probably some really funny ones. But, I mean, Dearness Johnson's going to get some touches. He will get probably, like, 10 a game or something, maybe 11 a game. And that's really enough to more fantasy, fantasy value. So, yeah, I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, especially in, in a run-heavy offense. Definitely uh, pick him up, I think. Ooh, RB6 is James Robinson. Who would have predicted that? Yeah, so, literally no one. RB17 is Mike Davis. RB21 is Rex Burkhead. RB27 is Daryl Henderson. Oh, boy. Well, he had one good week. That's why. Yeah, and he, he only got eight carries once Malcolm Brown came back. So, mm-hmm. All right. So do you want to move on to your last guy, Chris? And then I'll talk about my Oh, last yeah. Guy. I just realized I have one more. He kind of fits in that Jamal Williams category, but this is more because Austin Eckler is out. It's Justin Jackson. And uh, I talked about Joshua Kelly doing really good. And I know I said that I think that Joshua Kelly is still the number one guy, but it's always worth a flyer, especially when a huge star like this gets injured. We don't know for sure what the what the offense is going to come out and what it's going to look like in week five with Eckler out. We don't really know that. So it's worth a flyer because if he all of a sudden gets 15 carries and five receptions, you're considering starting him, and he's the number one waiver wire guy for week six. So I pick him up now why it's, why it's early, especially if you – yeah, Especially if you're lower in the waiver order. I mean, that's kind of one thing that we should probably talk about a little bit. But if you're if you're lower in the waiver order and you know guys like Dearness Johnson, Damian Harris, Robert Tanyan even, if they're all going to be gone because your league is really on top of their wa- waiver wire picks, go ahead and put in a, a claim for Justin Jackson. I think you'll do Yeah, that. I mean, that's what – yeah, we usually try to talk about those deeper guys, and Chris did a good job of that with his. I usually do a better job of that with mine. But, I mean, I think I still did okay. I'm looking at the rankings. Who would have thought that Saquon Barkley would be RB69, Marlon Mack would be RB89? But here's some funny ones of out of uh, Le'Veon Bell's RB93. All right, funny ones of actual active players. Cam Akers is RB92. 
And we both wait. Where do you have him, Calvin? Like, like, twenty thirty or something. Oh, boy! I, you have him at thirty-one. I have him at twenty-four. Mm, <laughs> this is great. Oh right. my yeah. goodness! Yeah. Wait. Okay. Well, Calvin have to Ridley. Oh, interesting fact. Calvin Ridley literally had zero, and is still wide receiver one. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Wide receiver two is Tyler Lockett. Oh, let's go! Wait, QB one's Dak Prescott, and QB two is Russell Wilson. Really? Hmm. I mean, Russell I like Prescott. Point, you but... liked Wilson. Yeah, I Cal- said they'd be close, gonna, but gonna... Prescott would be better, and that's what has happened. Yeah, I think Calvin. That's going to be a matchup that we're going to talk about a lot. I think as it goes down, uh, we were both right. We both were really high on Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott, though. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I mean, I kind of had. Kyler Murray with them just a little bit off, which has turned out really right. And I kind of had Deshaun Watson. There were multiple times where I very much considered dropping Deshaun Watson out of their tier. I barely didn't, but I put him at the very back end of it. So Deshaun Watson, QB 13. Joe Burrow, by the way, QB 11. Victory lap for me. Mm-hmm. Um, how's, how's Breeze doing? I think he, he struggled a little bit, but I think he's still doing okay. Tight end rankings. Okay, yeah, the tight end rankings are funny because there's some oh, obvious Breeze ones, does. and then there's, like, some really we'll, – we'll move on after this, but some really unobvious ones. Robert Tanyan is number one. <laughs> number two is Travis Kelsey. Number three is Mark Andrews. Number four is Jonu Smith. Number five is Noah Fant. <laughs> number six is Tyler Higby. Okay. Number seven is TJ Hawkinson. Number eight is Dalton Schultz. Number nine is Jimmy Graham. Number 10 is Mo Alley Cox. Number 11 is Mike Kosicki. Number 12 is Kittle. And number 13 is Darren. Wait, that can't be right. Waller. Oh, this is standard leagues. Oops. Let's go to half. Waller's higher. must be higher in half. Fant is actually four and a half. Whoa. Wait. Did you know that in standard leagues, Darren Waller is tight end 13 and in half, is he's tight end 5? That's crazy. Ooh. Okay, so I read those rankings wrong. They're about the same, but it changes for standard and half. All right, last guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has had three, three straight 21-plus fantasy point games. He's facing Back San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, for sure. It, it, that's great quarterback numbers. He's facing San Francisco this week, so don't start him this week, but you've got to pick him up. He's been performing. That's all there is to it. I mean, he's got the weapons there. I think he occasionally runs the ball, so that's helpful. So, yeah, pick him up. All right, let's go. Start or sit. Start or sit. Start or sit number one, Debo Samuel versus Miami. He had a limited snap count last week, caught three passes, and ran, uh, ran uh, had a rush. I think he should be back close to full strength this week, though. And since he's facing Miami, I'm picking a start. I mean, they're saying that they're going to ease in Debo Samuel back into the offense, but I'm predicting that he's going to do really. I, I I'm predicting he's going to do really well, and that he's mm-hmm. gonna um that he's gonna feel good very quickly. I don't know if he'll need that much easing into game shape because he's a very good player. So um, I mean, that's just it's kind of a gut feeling, but it's also I think. I don't know if he'll need multiple weeks to be eased in just because the NFL players seem to handle the rapid startup pretty well. Anyway, I think Debo should rise to the challenge and he played pretty well last game too. So I think based on that, he should uh, rise to the challenge. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely starting Debo Samuel too. I'm kind of on that train with you, Calvin. I think he's due for a big game. We had, he had a warm up game last week. I think he had what, three receptions for 35 yards. I definitely oh see him having a bigger role. Um, especially once that offense gets more of their pieces back with uh, Kittle. And I think that Mullins is due for a bounce-back game. He's always been a good backup, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So uh, let's go to the second one. Justin Jefferson versus Seattle. He's had two straight 100-yard games, 11 receptions in the past two games. And facing Seattle's horrible pass defense, I am definitely starting him. He's shown it, he's, that he's a great deep ball threat. He's actually had 175 yards in that first uh, of two 100-yard games. And, I mean, he's, he's the new Stephon Diggs over there. I'm happy to see that. I was high on him in preseason until I realized he wasn't having a good training camp. Then I was sort of down on him. But, I mean, now I'm back up on Justin Jefferson. I guess I should have been more patient with him because he turned out mm-hmm. to be very good. Yeah. All I right. mean – So are you yeah. starting or sitting? I'm going to actually – this is actually a really tough one for me. I, I was leaning towards sit just because I didn't trust him enough. But he's playing Seattle. Wait, did we get confirmation on what Jamal Adams, his ability – so uh, I don't know exactly what that is. I'll, I'll look it up right now. But if he is starting, I am sitting Justin Jefferson. If he's not, I'm going ahead and starting Justin Jefferson. So, uh, yeah, there you have it, guys. Okay, so let's see. Yeah, we got to look up Jamal Adams' injury then and figure this out. If we get some news, um, I don't think there is. It's, it says he, co- he still can't run and could miss another week. This is according to – the Seattle Times, they said Pete Carroll said. So it's according to Pete Carroll. But um, I think it probably looks like he's going to miss another week. So it all, I guess it all depends on that for you. But either way, I'm starting him because uh, Adam Thielen is going to get the attention from Jamal Adams, not Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't – honestly, actually, I'll, I'll change my mind, Calvin. You've got me here. I'll say Let's sit. go! I'll, I'll say start. Oh, by the, let's go. Next, Tyler Boyd versus the Ravens. He is averaging eight receptions in the last three games. He is getting targeted heavily by Joe Burrow. He has proved he's better than A.J. Green. I ranked him ahead of A.J. Green by like 10 spots, mainly because of A.J. Green's injury risk. I mean, he hasn't proved he's better talent-wise, but Joe Burrow loves to throw to him, and he's impressed people. He impressed people in training camp. Or I think, yeah, I mean, he did, he did have a good training camp, I believe. So that's a definite start for me. The Ravens actually have not been that good against wide receivers. I guess maybe because they get into a lot of shootouts. But, like, I'm, he's a definite start for me, Chris. He hasn't even scored a – I don't know if he scored a touchdown yet this season. Maybe one. But I think that should come. And I don't really understand why you don't like him. I don't like him because of the matchup. Uh, I think that this is going to be the game where Joe Burrow takes a rock. I think, Calvin, you're – I if I were you, I'd be considering picking up a quarterback – other than Joe Burrow, I mean, or other than Joe Burrow, just for this week, it's, it's kind of stinks for you since you have Cam out because I think he would be an obvious start. But uh, I just don't like him for this game. He's a start pretty much all other games, I think, right now. But he's only t- wide receiver 17, so with a bad matchup, that pushes him out of wide receiver 2 category for me. Um, it's just a sit for this week, but definitely uh, I think you should be excited if you're holding on to Tyler Boyd right now. He has a lot of potential, especially with Joe Burrow doing really well. Tyler Boyd victory lap! Yes! Yes! I will bask in the glory. Mm-hmm. He's about... Yeah. He's I don't know. I, I don't feel him. like you can't yet. Yeah. yeah, I had him as wide receiver 30, but I feel like that's still not out of the question. Or I think 29 it was. Or, I don't know, 29 or 30. But mm-hmm. I was looking at your ranking. How about A.J. Brown? I, I'm curious how A.J. Brown finishes. That's going to be a fun one to watch. I well, because he's hurt, so it's sort of skewed. I know. It, I, I hate it. I, that's what the annoying part about injuries, you know, because you can't get a true. I wonder if there's yeah, some I mean, way that we could figure not, out. It's not annoying kind of, that they're actually hurt. It's just annoying that it screws we could, up our we, One thing that we could also do is we could <laughs> do it on a points-per-game basis when we're deciding our things and then kind of take out injured players, you know, out of the questions. 
Yeah. I don't really know. I mean, yeah, I, I guess. I think we'll, we'll definitely do here, that. Why don't like, you talk we'll, about we'll... Julian Edelman? I'll look at Tyler Boyd's rank on a points-per-game basis. Mm-hmm. Was he out for a week? I mean, it, it doesn't really include people getting uh, – no, he wasn't. But it doesn't really include people getting injured in early in a game. So this isn't the best, but this is pretty close to what, what, what we can mm-hmm. try to get. Okay, so uh, Julian Edelman, he's facing the Broncos, and he's had, he's had really good games this season, and he's also had really bad. The problem is, last week, without Cam Newton, he really did nothing. I think he only had three receptions. He had a pass that he bobbled, and it got returned for a pick six. He just did not look good. I mean, it was literally a, a catch out in the flat that he bobbled, and then it turned into a pick six, per- perfect throw. Yeah, I, mean, I don't for... trust the quarterback situation enough. Brian Horry were so bad. Jared Stidham didn't really do much either. So I am sitting Julian Edelman this week. I think that he'll be – he's going to be really good once Cam comes back, though. Yeah, I mean, I think – yeah, if Cam's unlikely to play, so I'm going to sit him this week because you're right. He was really bad last week. Tyler Boyd, also wide receiver seven in po- or 17 in points per game. So – I mean, obviously, Devontae Adams, or a couple of guys got hurt in games, so maybe you can bump him to right around 19 where I had him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect prediction. Latavius Murray versus the Chargers. He's definitely a sit for me because, yes, he occasionally gets some touches, but it's so hard to predict when he does. You can't just, like, say, oh, this week Latavius Murray's getting touches. Plus, Michael Thomas is coming back this week. Jared Cook might be coming back this week. So Murray's going to be written out oh, of that actually, offense. He's so unpredictable. He might have yeah, a couple – so I'm going to say sit. Yeah, I uh, I actually forgot about that. I forgot Michael Thomas is coming back. And one of the biggest reasons that I had, I actually had Latavius Murray at the start, is because uh, without Michael Thomas, the Saints have been running the ball so much. That's another one of the reasons why I think Drew Brees is going to, you know, they've been running the ball so much, like over 15 carries for both Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara pretty much every game, it seems like. But uh, I still really like having Latavius Murray on my fantasy team. He had a huge week. And I wouldn't say his uh, carries have been that unpredictable, Calvin. He's been putting up really uh, solid, consistent amounts of carries, I'm pretty sure. I will actually check on those numbers for you right now. But uh, I, I don't see why – or actually, maybe he hasn't. But I, I, he, he saw the numbers, and he's like, wait, no, he hasn't. It's like no, two, wait, wait. five, let me, seven, one. Let me, let me look up, up something right now. <laughs> that was funny. It, it, it did sound like you had looked it up, and then it was just, oh, okay. wait, wait. Calvin, Calvin he, had one, he had one bad week when Michael Thomas was there, but he had one – or no, he might not have played that week. That, that's a really outlier week. But other than one week when he had three carries, he was 15 carries, 12 carries, and 14 carries. Well, Michael Thomas is coming back. Yeah, but – so you get the point. I think he would have actually been a start for me if he wasn't playing. A sneaky one, too. But, uh, yeah, right now with Michael Thomas coming back, sit Latavius Murray. Don't get uh, too interested in him because of those two touchdowns. Yeah, Chris needs to start a Latavius Murray fan page on Twitter. Like, I need to start one for Young Haiku, who I did not drop, even though he was hurt. I will not I – I was trying to start off a rhyme there, like a Dr. Seuss rhyme. I will not drop him in a <laughs> – okay. I don't know. We'll move on to Boozer Bus. <laughs> yeah, booms and busts. That was, we, we don't want that to go too far off the rails. But yeah, booms and busts. Booms and busts. All right, let's go. My first one is Adam Thielen. It's kind of sad because I wasn't very high on Adam Thielen at the start of the season. But he's proven he can be very good. He's playing Seattle. I think if he faces off against Jamal Adams, he'll be limited a little bit. But I mean, 
doesn't look like Adams has that great of a chance of playing this week. And Thielen has just been so good. And Seattle's pass defense, especially, I mean, without Adams, but has just been terrible. One player won't completely fix that. They've been like worst in the league in pass defense. So Thielen's a good boom for me. And then I'll just do my other one. Jonu Smith, who has a matchup that doesn't look good on paper. It's against Buffalo. But keep in mind, Buffalo has gotten torched by Mike Gesicki and Darren Waller in, I think, weeks three and four, or no, two and four, something like that. And Jonu Smith has been in the mid-tier to elite tier of tight ends. So I don't see any reason why he should. Yeah, this, is, this is a huge boom week for Jonu Smith. Mm-hmm. I think the Thielen pick is a little bit obvious, or a little bit more obvious, but the Smith one. Yeah, is- I like both of your picks a lot, Calvin. Thank you. Your two yeah. are both on the same team. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think you'll probably like mine too. I think they're a bit obvious, but they're going to blow up. Russell Wilson is playing Minnesota. He is going to go off for 30-plus points. I guarantee that the Minnesota pass defense has been atrocious. And then, I'm sorry, guys, but I had to. His, uh, his good friend, DK Metcalf, who will be catching a lot of deep balls from him. The Vikings have been had absolutely no deep ball defense. He's going to catch six of them, maybe. Or he's going to catch at least four deep balls. He's probably going to get some, a few mid, uh, mid-range passes or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. That sounds weird. But hmm. And then he's going to score one or two touchdowns. I guarantee it. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, so, yeah, let's go to – I guess – well, we did our booms really fast. Let's go to bust. My first one is Miles Gaskin against the 49ers. And mm-hmm. it's only because Miles Gaskin hasn't really been getting touches in the red zone. He's been getting a decent amount of touches. But Jordan Howard and Matt Breed have still chipped in a little bit, especially in the red zone. And with this bad matchup, I think he's a big bust for me this week. And then the other one is Kareem Hunt versus the Colts. I don't think Kareem Hunt will be too terrible. But there's a lot of factors that I think people – expectations are going to shoot up for him this week, and they really shouldn't, with, even with Nick Chubb out. Dearness Johnson's going to chip in. That's one thing. The Colts' defense has been really good. The number one defense in fantasy. They've got DeForest Buckner. They're so good at stopping the run. I, the expectations are going to be so huge for him. I mean, he'll still – he's talented enough where he'll put up some numbers against the Colts. But I don't know. I think the Colts will at least do something to stop Kareem Hunt. This is maybe the toughest defense he's faced all season. So, yeah, I think this is – it's he's still be, he'll still be good, but he's not going to meet crazy expectations just for those uh, two reasons. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't mind. I I disagree because I just think that he's going to have a huge role without Nick Chubb. But uh, I see what you're saying, that some people might be a little bit too high on him. And the Colts obviously have been really good. Uh, one of my busts, Odell Beckham Jr., he's also facing the Colts. Like we said, the Colts have been just an overall really good defense. I mean, and in the run, they've been outstanding. But uh, they've been sneakily good in the past, too. Odell Beckham Jr., he really hadn't done anything except for that one game. So people are going to be all over him. But it's not happening this week. They're going to go back to running the ball because, I mean, they showed that even without Nick Chubb, they were willing to hand the ball off over and over to a guy like Dearness Johnson. They are just a a run-heavy offense. No matter who their running back is, I don't see why in the world that would change. Plus, Uh, the expectations are going to be huge after last week. I know. He's he's not going to get more than four carries for 60 yards – or four catches for 60 yards. (laughs) He's not going to get more than four carries. I can guarantee that. Yeah. But, All uh, right. Anyways, your other one's Raheem Mostert. I mean, I like it, but I don't know if he's going to play. He hasn't practiced yet. The, Kyle Shanahan hopes that he'll practice this week. I don't know if I like that sign for his playing. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, this is kind of based on the expectation that he 
will play. So if he doesn't play, I mean, this isn't a very good one. But if he does play, Jared McKinnon has been really solid. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him get a bigger role than some people are expecting. So if Raheem Mostert is out, is in, he's busting. If he's out, he's getting zero. So in general, I don't even think okay, – I think, just he, for this I think week. Raheem Mostert is a flex play. Other just, than – I don't think he's a RB2 play at all. Just for this week, I'll accept it. But I really love Raheem Mostert, as you mm-hmm. guys know. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a short episode, but let's roll the credits. Follow us on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF, at Chris underscore SGF. You can follow our podcast at SGF Pod. If you want to f- find our live show, you can go to www.sportscastr.com slash SG Sports Talk or download the Sportscaster app the way I spelled it. Follow us at SG Sports Talk. You can also follow us on Twitter at SG Sports Talk. Um, and email us at talk at gmail.com with questions for our live show. If you have questions for our podcast, email us at secondandgoalfantasy at gmail.com. Go to sites.google.com slash view slash secondandgoalfantasy for rankings and articles, and you can continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We haven't gotten any of those in a while, but, I mean, we might read them on the show if we do. And keep downloading. We're on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, and Podbean. All of those, that's a lot of places, and they're all very, very good podcast sites. So mm-hmm. go check yeah. them out. That was a quick credits, too. Oh, boy, we whizzed through this episode. But it was jam-packed with information. I hope you don't regret mm-hmm. listening. You should not yeah. regret listening. We'll see you guys next time.